Good and bad news for the week. 13 49ers injury report updates on a pair of running backs. Christian McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell. Eric Armstead. Jimmy Garoppolo update as well on his injury from Sunday. And a little smack already getting tossed around between the Dolphins and the 49ers. All that and more coming up right now. You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to you, Locked On 49ers. Brian Peacock alongside Eric Crocker, as always, at BD Peacock, at Eric Crocker on Eric underscore Crocker on Twitter. Got to get that right. Uh, reach out to us. Say hi. Leave a comment on YouTube if you would like. We always love hearing from you. And uh, I always send in some questions for that Winky Wednesday episode that will be coming up tomorrow. But we've got a ton of news today to get into on the injury front and uh, maybe some past injuries that might have rubbed some some people, some teams, some former players the wrong way too. Raheem Mostert's comments about the 49ers and, and some uh, some clapbacks from Debo Samuel as well. I think most of it is in good fun, though. Uh, do want to remind everybody that today's episode is brought to you in part by Bet Online. Bet online has you covered the season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet online where the game starts. And by the way, thanks everybody for making us your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Croc, let's start with the in-house injuries before we start talking about the Dolphins, which I mean, it's going to be a really fun game, I think, this week with two really good teams and uh, you know a lot of familiarity between the two franchises right now with the Dolphins and the the uh, well, the 49ers in the in the 49ers Southeast or the, uh, yeah. the Miami 49ers, however you want to you want to call them. But I want to start with uh, the 49ers in-house injuries first and with the uh, with the, the the roundup of injuries post Sunday from Kyle Shanahan today. Um, some good and bad news. Let's start with the good news. Eric Armstead working on working toward potentially playing against the Dolphins. You have to see how practice goes this week, but Eric Armstead will be on the practice field this week, which is huge, right? And the defense has already shut out teams for six straight quarters, four straight second half shutouts, Croc. And then the one weakness is maybe defensive tackle and you get your best player at that position back this week. I mean, that'll be huge going up against this Dolphins offense. Yeah, the 49ers need to be able to stop the running. We've seen Jeff Wilson have a certain level of success since joining the Miami Dolphins, and he's a guy that wants to really run and smash the ball up in between the, the tackles, and having a guy like Eric Armstead in there it really helps. I think uh, 49ers, that's kind of been a weak point of the defense right now. The statistics are out there. 49ers are one of the worst teams in the league on third and short yardage situations. Probably a lot has to do with because you're missing guys like Kinlaw and Armstead. So 49ers defense has been terrific, but if there is one area they've struggled, it's right there, and I think because of Armstead. So having him back, I think that would be a really big help. Yeah, especially against that Mike McDaniel running game and Raheem Mostert and, uh, and, and Jeff Wilson and guys that I think all these defenders are pretty – accustomed to tackling or not tackling, not getting a chance to tackle maybe enough in practice. So we'll see how that goes more on Mostert in a second here. Uh, bad news though, for actually let's stick with the good news here. Jimmy Garoppolo, he's sore, but it looks like he's going to be good. Um, he didn't like the low hit on him during the game, but, and he was hit quite a few times, looked like up top a couple times where he's like holding his head when he hit the ground and uh, another shot low looked like his knee or, or lower leg somewhere was, was not feeling great, but uh, he's sore. But he's going to be good, and it doesn't sound like Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be on the injury report this week or maybe somewhat limited at most. Um, the bad news, though, Croc, is Elijah Mitchell, who just can't get his 
season going this year is going to miss basically the rest of the regular season. Uh, a torn or no, a sprained MCL. So not torn, but a sprained MCL. But that's still going to put him back on IR, keep him out six to eight weeks, which means, you know, essentially his season's over. But in eight weeks, the 49ers might still be playing. And if they are still playing deep into January, then we might have a chance to see Elijah Mitchell make one more appearance for the 49ers. That'd be useful, man. And it's tough. Yeah. We watched it, this tandem, and he's he looked like the best runner on this team. Won't say he's just the best running back, but uh, when he's getting the ball, he looks explosive. The vision has been really good, and it's like, oh, man, we've been missing this element, especially when you look at him and Christian McCaffrey together. It's like, man, this is this the best one-two punch in the NFL with, and, and how versatile they are? And you lose one of those guys, and, and that's tough. And it's even tougher for Elijah Mitchell because I always try to relate to the human element side of things and the guy who missed what five six games as a rookie and we saw his impact when he was on the field he still was just shy of a thousand yards rushing so obviously a really good back and then this year gets hurt in the first half against the chicago bears where i'm like is this the second coming of emmett smith and then <laughs> you watch him since coming back he's led the 49ers in rushing both games and then boom you lose him i, I just think it's 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 so tough and unfortunate for him I mean, his career yards per carry is better than Emmitt Smith's, I think. He, he was at a 5.6 clip this year, which is better than wow. where, where he was at last year. It was like, what, 4, 4.8, I think. And um, by the way, I was going to say it was the best amongst 49ers, but actually Debo Samuel is uh, is at a 6.1. On his one carry, Brandon Ayuk, if we're being specific here, Brandon Ayuk has one carry for seven yards on the season. Uh, Debo Samuel's 33 attempts for 202. That's 6.1 yards per carry for Debo Samuel. Uh, most of him, Debo seems to go either for huge gains or no gains. That, that's kind of how the Debo Samuel runs seem to go uh, when, when he gets handed the ball out of the backfield. Elijah Mitchell next, 5.6. So uh, of the actual running backs, Elijah Mitchell has the best yards per carry this year, 5.6 yards per carry, only 40 attempts, though, for 224 yards over four games, parts of four games, only two really full games for the 49ers. Uh, so that's unfortunate. Elijah Mitchell's season didn't really get off the ground. And unfortunately now for Elijah Mitchell, he's going to have that injury prone tag probably for a, a while. You can never have too many running backs. And I think the 49ers have definitely proved that they lose running backs every year. And we always talk about who's going to be leading rusher. We never know who's going to be start the season. We just know it's not going to be the guy who starts the yeah. season. Right? <laughs> never is. And the, and the Niners still aren't going to have another thousand yard rusher either. Right. Now, a lot of people are like, well, you want depth. That's why you draft that running back third round. Well, that third round running back ain't been on the field, and I still think it was a reach. But uh, hopefully, tight end's price comes along soon. I think the next guy up is going to be Jordan Mason. So, Yeah, we'll see what Jordan Mason can do out there. He's at about 4.6 yards per carry. Seems like he's actually gaining more than that uh, based on his only 10 carries so far in the NFL for 46 yards. Jeff Wilson still leads the 49ers in rushing yards with 468. And uh, it, if, if this injury we'll get to in a second with Christian McCaffrey doesn't linger. I mean, how, how, what if Jeff Wilson gets traded the deadline and leads the team still in rushing with 468 <laughs> rushing yards? That, that's a possibility. That is not impossible to happen this year. The 49ers go into it with four healthy running backs and a guy on the practice squad and come out of, come out of it with, um, you know, um, a, a healthy, two healthy rookies and the elder statesman on the practice squad and Tevin Coleman. So um, we'll see if Christian McCaffrey is able to play this week. He's rushing at a 4.2 yards per carry clip. He's got 241 yards or 241 total uh, rushing yards in his five games and, and a ton of receiving yards as well, obviously. 
but his injury status is I think probably good news. Although, you know, that's, it's a, it's a knee irritation is the wording they're using for Christian McCaffrey and that they will manage him this week. So I'd be surprised if he doesn't play in the upcoming game, but I, I mean, to my eyes, Croc, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, and I don't know how you saw it. Did you did it look like Christian McCaffrey, at least at the end of the game, is when I really noticed it. He, he wasn't quite moving as spry as he was, you know, maybe a couple of weeks ago. It's been a little weird. Really, since the first game, I think when you watch him against Kansas City, you just saw him look so light on his feet. And it's like, oh, that's that's CMC. Then you also saw probably another level to that against the Rams. And I think since then, we've talked about the yards per carry really going down. Is it just bad blocking when he happens to be the runner? Or is there something else that's been going on and he's battling through this injury that hasn't really been disclosed? Yeah, and I think it's a little bit of both. Like he's getting met by a lot of people at the line of scrimmage. And teams are, I mean, even with all the other talent the 49ers have had, they brought in Christian McCaffrey. I feel like defensive coordinators are still more scared of McCaffrey and are paying him a little bit more attention. And it's open opening some things up for some other guys too, which I think is one of the big benefits we've seen so far from Christian McCaffrey, aside from that Rams game and his three touchdowns. Um, but you know, that's if he doesn't have that burst, that explosion, um, you know, he can still do a lot of things for you, but he won't be as dynamic. And then you have Ty Davis price. Who's been a healthy inactive. You have Jordan Mason helps out a little bit on special teams runs with a lot of power. We've called him the new, um, the new Jeff Wilson. He, he runs somewhat similar, although I think he's about 20 pounds heavier than, than Jeff Wilson was at times. And Jeff Wilson's weight kind of went up and down, but um, yeah, I mean, that's how quickly it can happen with the running back position. That's why it's devalued so much in the NFL is just because the attrition rate is so high and guys are going to get hurt at that position. But you hope Elijah Mitchell is back at full strength at some point, maybe can help the 49ers out in the playoffs. And I think the 49ers are going to go to the playoffs in a really good spot right now. And Christian McCaffrey is going to help get them there. And you hope that he's not too hampered um, to be that dynamic guy or else we're going to have more wide back. I have a feeling in the second half of the year, if that's the case, because clearly the 49ers don't have a lot of trust in their rookie running backs right now. Tevin Coleman, who knows, he might be now the leading back for the 49ers. If Christian McCaffrey's not able to go, it's wild. It's wild how it goes with that position in the NFL, man. It's just crazy. One more injury for the 49ers here before we move on to some other things in the Miami Dolphins, uh, Spencer Burford, right guard. And if you were wondering why there was so much of uh, of Daniel Brunskill and you know Daniel Brunskill seen some time in and out of the lineup with Burford at right guard but Spencer Burford did suffer an ankle sprain in that game they think he might be able to be back this week but that's definitely one to monitor so uh, looking good for Jimmy G really good news there we know for sure Elijah Mitchell's out but we're gonna have to monitor the practices going forward to see what's going on with Christian McCaffrey see what's going on with Spencer Burford and see if Eric Armstead might make his return it would be huge to have all those guys in there against the Miami Dolphins this week Next, some fun. I, I think a little bit of fun here, and, and I think some people are trying to make a bigger deal out of some of it, but uh, definitely some interesting comments from Raheem Mostert about how things ended with the 49ers, uh, how he feels about uh, the 49ers, and how he feels about this game coming up. And it looks like Debo Samuel, and I think the 49ers and, and uh, the Miami Dolphins are both going to be up for this game Sunday. More on some of that stuff and some of the comments between those players next. Today's episode brought to you by Turo. Turo is the world's largest car sharing marketplace. With Turo, you can book any car you want, wherever you want it, whenever you want it, from a community of local hosts. Browse a, browse a huge selection of vehicles for just about any occasion or budget across the United States, UK, Canada, and now Australia. Book a spacious SUV or minivan for that special family road trip you might be 
getting ready to take. Or you need a classic car, maybe a luxury car. You want to roll up to a special event, a birthday, a holiday in style. You can find any type of luxury or classic car from hosts at Turo as well. Or maybe you just need an economy car, something on a budget. You're just trying to get from point A to point B. Test drive that new electric vehicle, too, you've had your eye on. See how those drive. See if they fit your everyday life. Many Turo hosts can even deliver the car right to you. And every trip is backed by liability insurance. Terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Forget those boring rental cars and find your drive at Turo.com. Thanks again, everybody, for making Locked On 49ers your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most, the biggest stories in sports go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Taking a look at some of these comments here, Croc, with the Miami Dolphins. And look, I would say this is the way I would characterize this game in week 13 against the Dolphins. I would say this is going to be one of the most fun games of the year. But I would say it's not the most impactful game this year, Croc, just because this is an AFC team. And while there's a lot of familiarity, I think it's it's two good teams. It's two playoff teams right now. It's a good offense. One of the better offenses right now rolling in the league. And the Dolphins, one of the better defenses in the league right now with the 49ers clashing. I, I think all that stuff is going to be really fun with this game. But in reality, if the 49ers lose a game down the stretch, this would probably be it, right? Because... I think most 49ers fans would rather have bragging rights with their friends that might be Raiders fans with that game coming up, even among AFC teams. And of course, all the NFC teams, especially when you're looking at in division week 18, if you're playing your way into the playoffs against the Cardinals and you need that tiebreaker with the with NFC West win, of course, the Seattle Seahawks, which is going to be a tough game. That's a Thursday game, short week in Seattle. That could be a tough one. And, And those games are a lot of times scheduled losses away games on a Thursday in a tough environment like Seattle. So I think that game is way more important to the 49ers than this game, although this game is going to feel a lot more important just because of the familiarity with all the 49ers and all the Dolphins and just two good teams, which makes it a lot more fun. And Kyle Shanahan coaching against one of his former yeah, and, and the guy that was with him for a lot of years. So, I mean, uh, we've seen Kyle coach against his uh, understudies. And so far, I'd say there's probably more positive the, the negative, he's had a couple losses to McVay, but has pretty much owned them since, especially in the regular season. Did lose the one that mattered most. Uh, his games against LaFleur and what those have looked like, right? He's done a terrific job coaching against LaFleur with the Packers and again, lost, what, maybe one regular season game against him? No, two. Two. One without Jimmy G. One with Jimmy G. Yes. But has beat him in the regular season and has definitely beat them when it mattered most, one to go to the Super Bowl and another one to go to the NFC Championship game. So I'm even more intrigued. I know there's a lot of smack talking going on between the players on both sides of the ball right now, but the coaching battle, I'm interested to see that with Mike McDaniel. And uh, he he got this new little swag going on where (laughs) he got to Miami and then he put on these like, Miami Vice glasses. Have you ever seen the shades he wears? He changed his spectacle game for sure, going from West Coast to (laughs) East Coast. Yeah, he he changed it up. So I'm that's the battle I'm most intrigued. Kind of the chess match between those two guys and some of the other coaches that are over there in Miami. Wes Walker, guy who really chose to leave for the same position, right? Like those. That's the that's the that's the real storyline. I wonder how 
I, I wonder if the coaching staff will, I, I wonder if the, I mean, I'm sure the players will feel it, but I wonder if the coaching staff will feel it a little bit. And remember there's been some of those like comments that are out there, right? Like about Trey Lance and some other things. And th- there's nothing really like to pinpoint. And there's no like really reports where it's like, Hey, Wes Welker said this, right. Or Embry said this, or, you know, or, or McDaniel said this. And I don't think it's McDaniel, but there there's been whispers about the 49ers from ex-coaches that, that are that are not afraid to talk to the media or just talk to friends or talk to whoever, wherever, about some stuff and, and maybe some bad stuff about Trey Lance. And so I wonder if there's going to be a little extra with the with the coaching staff. Like, they don't want those. Like, and Kyle Shanahan, is it is it a situation for Kyle Shanahan where it's like, I taught you everything you know, but I didn't teach you everything I know. And I wonder that if that's why Kyle Shanahan's been so good against a, a lot of coaches that have coached under him in the past. But Mike McDaniel's a really smart guy, and he coached with Kyle forever. So if anybody's going to be able to utilize something about Kyle Shanahan against him, it'll be Mike McDaniel. And it's, it's interesting how different the Miami Dolphins look compared to the 49ers. There's a ton of motion, a ton of like play action and that kind of stuff. But the way that their players are deployed, and, and much different players as well, which is part of it, has been completely different than traditionally Kyle has 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 uh, co- coordinated his offense. So that's that's fascinating to me. And you're right, man. That, that's a really good one with the coaches. I think the biggest difference with how guys are being deployed a little different is just like the skill set. You still see some of the over routes, the crossing routes. I saw Tyreek Hill catch one uh, last game. But you definitely see a little bit more of an emphasis on taking shots more than the 49ers, right? Like the 49ers might take one shot every two games, whereas the Miami Dolphins, they will take three for and again, which I, if I looked at stats, maybe it's still not at the top of the NFL, but it's definitely more frequent than what you're seeing with the 49ers. Would, would the 49ers take more shots if they had a, a, a receiver that was just creating so much separate, right? Because Tyreek Hill, he's just hard to guard. So you play really soft, and if you're not soft at all, if you're flat-footed, then the quarterback is just, oh, that safety's flat-footed, I'm just going to throw it out there and see if Hill can run under it. And even then, I see some underthrown passes from <laughs> from Tua. Yeah. But Tua's been really good, but it's just it's kind of hard to to throw it to Tyree Hill where he has to like run under it without slowing down. You got to have a Patrick Mahomes arm, and even Patrick Mahomes had Hill slowing down sometimes. <laughs> yeah, and we talk about it all the time. One of the most underrated aspects for a deep ball receiver is your ability to to track it, know where it is. And go make a play and go get it. And Tyree Kill for being, I don't know how tall he is, 5'10. Five, he's listed at 5'10. Is he like 5'8? I don't know how big he is. He looks small, but he's rocked up. He's strong. And when the ball's in the air, and it reminds me a lot of Steve Smith back in the day, he goes and gets it so well. Yeah. And that's so important. It's really, it, it, and he's run after the catch. He, he's just, he's a free, he's the best receiver in the league right now. It's like him and Justin Jefferson. And there's a probably a, a big gap. And, you know, AJ Brown's probably the next guy right in there. But, um, and then they got Jalen Waddle too, who's, insanely fast and those guys are i just saw eric branch from the san francisco chronicle tweeted out that uh tyree kill and jalen waddle are number two and number four in wide receiver voting for the pro bowl and there are no 49ers receivers yeah and, and not only is he are they you know wide receiver two and four they're like two and four in yards as well <laughs> right yeah. I mean, or one and four like you, those and, guys yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they are catching for a lot of yards. So I think part of it throughout this time was they didn't have a run game. So they just threw the ball way more than probably they even would have liked to. But I think since getting Jeff Wilson, the run game has picked up a ton and that's taken away a little bit from the passing game. But I mean, not the 
ability of the passing game. So, you know, you see them hang 30 on the Houston Texans in the first half. Now they only scored 30 for the whole game, but because they took out some guys, but yeah, yeah. they have that type of ability at the receiver position. I think when you start, and we'll get into the matchups, you know, this week, how are 49ers going to stop them? And that was a question we got asked on Twitter. We'll, we'll answer that at some point this week. Tyreek Hill has already this season has 87 catches, most in the league, 1,233 yards, receiving yards, <laughs> which is also most in the league, which is double what any – Brandon Ayuk right now, I think 660 or so yards leads the 49ers. So Tyreek has double as many receiving yards as Brandon Ayuk has. That's crazy. Double the catches, double the <laughs> yards. It's it's wild. And, um, yeah, so it's, it's a formidable opponent. And it's fascinating to, to hear – Actually, both Tyree Kill and Raheem Mostert have talked about their new quarterback. And, you know, I think a lot of players and, you know, good teammates will say really good things about their teammates and, and their quarterback. But um, guys going out of their way to say really good things about Tua and Tyree Kill. Uh, Tyree Kill actually has, has said it multiple times. He's the most accurate quarterback in the league when he's talking about Tua. And uh, after the game, That's very a specific. Weeks ago, Yes. Oh, no. Because after the game a couple of weeks ago, somebody asked him about Tua and he was like, you know, fresh off the field and helmet off and asked him about uh, Tua. And he said, oh, best quarterback in the league. And he caught himself. He said, most accurate quarterback in the league. He like almost took it back. He's like, well, I know. I know my guy Patrick Mahomes is better. So uh, he most accurate quarterback in the league is what Tyree Hill says about him. Right. Uh, and next- a lot of people got bent out of shape for, for, for that. And I'm like, listen yes. to what he's saying. Yeah. You can he- be Patrick Mahomes and Mahomes. If you just watch Mahomes, he will miss a decent amount of throws. And all Hill is saying is, man, when it comes to throwing a catchable ball and being consistent with that, two is one of the best that I've yeah. played with. Yeah. That and does he, not mean that he is a better quarterback, more talented quarterback, scarier quarterback, none of that. It's just he throws a really good, accurate ball. Uh, I bet, you know, especially offseason OTAs and things like that, like Blaine Gabbert probably threw a really good catchable ball consistently. More Blaine so Gabbert than Colin Kaepernick. Practice. Yeah, like Blaine Gabbert does something in practice which makes teams want to continue to roster him. And then you see him in games, and he's throwing that sinker and bouncing balls to guys. And you're like, I, I don't get it. I don't know. He looks the part. Good practice yeah. player, I guess. I have no idea. But, um, yeah, clearly Tua is facilitating a ton of playmakers there, and the Miami Dolphins are scoring 30 points a game for a reason right now. Um, Raheem Mostert's comments about his current and former quarterback next and uh, what Debo's response was to that. Today's episode of Lockdown 49ers is brought to you by Audible. Audible is releasing a slate of new football podcasts that we're sure you're going to love. Find Block Forever now wherever you get your podcasts. Block Forever is a brand new podcast from former All-Pro offensive lineman in the NFL, Ryan Khalil. Khalil takes the conversation about football to the next level. He gives football fans insiders look at the game through the eyes of the greatest players and personalities of all time. Khalil sits down with star players like Christian McCaffrey. Talk about love-hate relationship with fantasy football. Juju Smith-Schuster. Tons of stars inside the locker room during meetings back at the hotel. What are, what are things really like? What is really happening on the field and behind the scenes? Ryan and guests discuss topics like players' psyches, sports betting, playing through pain, being a leader, and how to deal with combative teammates. Nothing is out of bounds. Block Forever is the name of the podcast. It is available for free on Audible or wherever you get your podcasts. Catch the full Block Forever series available anywhere you get your pods. Available everywhere right now. Audible, get in the game. 
And I, I always love hearing about that. And I, Raheem Mostert kind of got opened the door a little bit to some of that as well. And we know what happened with J- Jimmy Garoppolo this last offseason. And um, so, look, with whether it's Jimmy, whether it's Raheem Mostert, we've heard this a couple times now. We're the 49ers, and, and we know this happens with teams. They say, ah, you know what? You could rehab this, and you could probably come back and play. We have you under contract. This is your last year under contract. It would really benefit the team if you were able to fight through this, come back and play. And we saw it with Jimmy Garoppolo, kind of caught the team by surprise. He went and had surgery. He thought it was the best thing for him as he hit free agency uh, or he was supposed to be traded in the offseason. Um, that didn't turn out great for really anybody, but now it suddenly has turned out great for everybody, miraculously, except for Jimmy's bank account took a little bit of a hit versus where he would have probably been. But um, professionally, I think it, it worked out well for the 49ers, worked out well for Jimmy G. Uh, Raheem Mostert last year, when he got hurt, he said, quote, it isn't right. And it's up to the player to step up and say, this isn't right. I don't think this is the best of my interest. The team thought he could work his way back uh, after about eight weeks or so. And it absolutely pissed the 49ers off. Raheem Mostert said uh, that that Raheem Mostert decided to have season ending surgery last year. He said, but for me, uh, that was my case. I knew exactly what I wanted. I knew how I'd handle the situation. I knew exactly coming off rehab what I needed to do in order to get back on the field. So sometimes you don't get that with players. But for me, that was my case. That's what Marie- Raheem Mostert said about the 49ers. And he said, I've moved on from the situation. I have the opportunity to see them now. So I think there's a little bit of extra, maybe Raheem Mostert. I think Raheem Mostert's been a really good guy. And I always like, he was been one of my favorite 49ers while, while he was here. And, um, so I really like Raheem Mostert, but clearly there's a little something extra there. And I'm sure there's always going to be something a little bit extra from teams when they're facing or for players when they're facing their former teams. I've been in that situation. Definitely not on that stage. Right. But, you know, playing against a team and maybe you felt like, you know, things got a little weird or whatnot. And, and you look forward to going back and beating them down a little bit. I, and I had the opportunity to do that with the San Jose Sabercats. But, yeah, there is definitely something there. Just playing against your old buddies. There's always that extra little juice i mean just think about and i'm pretty sure all of you can relate to this back when you were kids your friend plays for another team and just seeing your friend you know across on the other side of the field or if it's baseball you know maybe your friend is pitching and you're up to bat you know you want to hit that home run off them for those bragging rights so i think there's a little bit of that you know that, that that's going on outside of that the injury thing that's a real thing i think trent brown was another one who talked about the 49ers trying to you know make him rush back from an injury remember he had the shoulder injury and they didn't really like the way that he handled that thing I think he ended up going on IR that wasn't what they wanted so it seems like they might have somewhat of a history of trying to make guys come back from injury uh before they're either ready or before they want to and I know everybody thinks that football is an Ironman sport which it is but these guys are real people, and these are real injuries, and these are things that are really hurt. And they go out there and play through a lot of different things that the normal person doesn't. But at what point do you say, you know what, this isn't best for me you know, in the long run? At what point do you say, you know what, man, they want me to play with this shoulder injury. If I keep playing on it, then, man, you know, how would that be down the line? Will I be able to pick my kids up? And, you know, without having this pain, I got buddies, they got to see all type of people for all these aches and pains and things they have going on. I got this hip. I have no idea how I hurt it, but it's just hurt. My ankles hurt. My feet, you know, my fingers hurt. I always, I have like this bone sticking out of my hand right here. So there's all type of weird stuff that these guys eventually have to live with. Uh, So they say, you know what, for my future, it's best that I just don't play right now. Then (laughs) don't play, man. Do what's best for you. Yeah. And I absolutely don't hold anything at all 
against Jimmy Garoppolo for the surgery he got. Uh, people thought it was like nefarious what, what he was doing there, and he was trying to get cut or something crazy like that. And it's like, nah, man, he's he's doing what's best for him um, and, and his health and his career. And you know, Raheem Mostert the same. Don't hold anything against Mostert for that. And uh, Mostert actually talking about his quarterbacks. He says uh, he was quoted in this article with Tyler Dunn saying, "quote." We have a quarterback who can actually sling it. And then <laughs> getting really pissed off about it, uh, Raheem Mostert went on Twitter and was like, what clickbait? Not once did I dog Jimmy G in my interview. Did I praise our QB1? Hell yeah, I did. But I also threw out compliments to my former quarterback. But hey, let's leave that part out. So Raheem Mostert mad about how the, uh, those comments were perceived. And you know, I don't think Raheem Mostert is the type of guy who's going to be throwing a ton of shade. Like he, He's a good dude. Yeah, it, and if you word things right, and I, I looked at the article and the way they worded that part, it, it said something, and then there was kind of like a break, and then it was like, and then it said, and he just kind of took this small part of a quote that says, you know, you know, we actually have a quarterback that can sling it, and I bet there was a lot of context missing in between that to where he could have. Here's a tough thing: when you just read something, you don't know exactly how it sound, how it was yeah. said, so he could say. Man, you know, it's pretty cool that, you know, we actually have this quarterback and, you know, he can sling it and, you know, and there's not even like any type of slight or anything directed to Jimmy Garoppolo. But when you just see the quote and how is they do that for the clicks, then it it creates this whole different narrative. And I, I bet that's what kind of went on with that, which I've been asked about this whole thing. And I told people I'm not going to touch on it because I don't I need to really read it i need to really see the context and then when you see him come out and speak about it it's like well of, of course of course they use what they wanted to kind of which it probably worked i bet this is probably that that whoever wrote that this is their most read article oh yeah the year. oh i'm sure at least this year it's 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 huge and he's getting a lot of hits uh debo's reply to that was on twitter Raheem, be real with yourself with laughing emojis. So I think he was having fun with it. I don't think he was super. I don't think he was having fun. I mean, yes, but no. When no? you tell somebody, man, be real with yourself, you, that's almost like, uh, I almost like being disrespectful to Raheem Mostert, but it's almost saying like, you're not that guy to be talking how you're talking. That, okay. That's how I, see, I, I see how you're reading that because it, it, it kind of actually doesn't make sense if you're saying, hey, be real with yourself. And Raheem was like, yeah. I was real with myself. I already was. I, I said what I said, you know? So may, he's saying, yeah, okay. I, I see I see how you read that. That makes sense. That makes sense. Just when, if I'm, I'm just looking at it from my perspective. If I tell somebody, if they say something, they're like, oh man, we got all this talent and this, and then we actually got, and, and you're reading that context, right? Debo just, here's what everybody else is saying. Like, hey, this guy's dogging his former team and his, and his former quarterback or whatever. That's how everybody's taking it in. I'd assume Debo saying, man, be real with yourself. Like, you know, that's, you, you're tripping right now. <laughs> you're tripping right now. You know what it is over here. So uh, I think he might have been, Debo, there's some seriousness to that. Not saying that he cares. Maybe he doesn't. I mean, I guess he cared enough to tweet it out. But that was him saying, like, come on now. He's saying, you're not that guy, pal. You're not that guy. <laughs> Uh, what's funny is actually, and, and I don't know what the updates are this week yet for Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson, but they're both banged up too. So <laughs> hope they it's play. a scheme, man. Guys can't yeah. play a damn season in this scheme. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is, man. Except for maybe, the, maybe you need Ter Terrell Davis, man. He was out there running with migraines. And Although his, couldn't career, see. his couldn't career was see, very long. Run. 
Oh yeah, yeah it ended. Career. Was it seven years? Maybe. I think it was seven years. That's and that is short. I guess it's not that short for running backs to be. If you were on top for all seven years, that's pretty. But good. he wasn't on top for all seven years. Yeah, that's true. That's true. He had a he had a big ACL or something, didn't he? After his two thousand, he had like two really good years in the middle there. Yeah, and then it kind of tapered off like the last two. It wasn't, which is wild because you know he is a he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, and and when he was good, he, I mean he was Super Bowl MVP, all that type of stuff, but. It wasn't great, like for seven years, like Patrick Willis, right? Willis didn't play for that long, but it was like, dude, first team All Pro, first team All Pro, first team All Pro, like mm-hmm. every year. Then like, oh, second year, second team All Pro. Oh my gosh, he's falling off. He's second team All Pro now, <laughs> right? Like yeah. that was not the case with Terrell Davis. It's hard to hang on when you're a running back, man. That, that that's the position. It's and I feel like guys are getting actually, and I feel like this year has been actually good on the on the running back injury front. Like all you think about all the like first round fantasy football running backs, like Derrick Henry, he got hurt last year. He hasn't gotten hurt yet. He's had a really high total of carries yet. You know, his, his yards per carry has been down a couple of weeks. Uh, uh, Chris McCaffrey, obviously now, you know, maybe a little banged up now, but uh, he hadn't had any injuries yet this year. Um, Saquon Barkley. I mean, he's been carrying the New York giants offense, ton of usage run and pass. And he's stayed healthy, even though he only had about two yards per carry last week. And, and teams are kind of, cause it was like revenge of the running back in, in the first half of the season. Uh, Javante Williams maybe is, I think the, the top running back and maybe I'm missing somebody who had like a, a big injury this year in the first half of the season. Um, but now we're seeing defenses fight back here. And, and some of the running backs that we'd seen that were carrying teams have had a little bit lower yards per carry total the last few weeks. So we'll see if that continues. But for a while, it was looking like it would be, it was a year of the the running back revenge almost in 2022. Hey, those running backs, you talked about Chris McCaffrey. Uh, there was Leonard and Aaron Jones. There's a bunch of backs in that class. What was it like 2016, 2017, whatever, 2018, whatever class that was. There's like eight of them that have like 45 plus touchdowns in their career. So we always talk about, you know, running backs don't really matter. But man, that year, the game running backs matter. They, they have been very productive. I, I just saw the stat pop up on Instagram earlier today. I'm like, man, that was a pretty, pretty damn good class. Austin Eckler was in that class. That was that was the Zeke Elliott year? N- no, it wasn't With, Zeke. Hold on. I can, Zeke, I can, and, Zeke and... Zeke and Derrick Henry were the same year. Derrick Henry was a second rounder that year when Zeke went like number four or whatever it was, which was 2016, maybe. Dalvin Cook year is probably what you're talking about, yeah. right? Yeah, Dalvin Cook. Was that 2017? No, 2017 was McCaffrey and Leonard Fournette. Were those guys also in that year? Cook and Eckler? Okay, here we go. So we got. Leonard Fournette, 41 touchdowns. Christian McCaffrey, 53 touchdowns. Dalvin Cook, 49. Joe Mixon, 49. Alvin Kamara, 71. Kareem Hunt, 48. James Conner, 48. Aaron Jones, 58. Austin Eckler, 56. Dang. I mean, that's... And everybody from Alvin Kamara down were all third rounders or later. Right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Joe Mixon was a first-round talent, but he had to, you know, run with the law. He had his thing, yeah. Domestic violence guy. All right, but uh, he would have been a first-round pick. Mm-hmm. He ended up going second second round. Still Late picked second, in the I think. Middle of the and second round. Alvin Cook was second that year, second round, right? 
Yep, Dalvin Cook was 41. So, uh, but man. Yeah, it was a crazy running back class. And even guys like you don't think, you know, when you think of running backs in the NFL, you name top guys or most productive. You don't think James Conner, but I mean, I feel like I watch him every week. He's, he feel like he's scoring a touchdown. <laughs> yeah, the, the, he just keeps going. Uh, and Austin Eckler, his career has been crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Great running back class for sure. Best ever. That might that might be a conversation for the offseason. Yeah, the offseason conversation about that. And uh, you know what's funny is it feels like Leonard Fournette's about five years older than Christian McCaffrey, doesn't it? It it does. Maybe because he's been bald his whole life. <laughs> and maybe because he's like 30, 40 pounds heavier now, too. It looks like right. All right, we got to get out of here. Thanks everybody for making Locked On 49ers your first listen. We'll get more into this matchup with the Miami Dolphins. Should be a heck of a lot of fun in week 13. Got a little Winky Wednesday podcast tomorrow. Uh, hit us up with some of your questions you got about the 49ers. Looking ahead, looking back, whatever it is, at BD Peacock on Twitter, at Eric underscore Crocker, or drop a comment on YouTube. Make sure you're subscribed up, hit the thumbs up and the bell and all of those things. And Croc and I will be back tomorrow right here, Locked On 49ers.